immature, mature, and do you care either way? Hebrews chapter 5, 11 to 14. Of whom we have many things to say, and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk, and not of strong meat. Look at Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12 again. For when, for when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk, and not strong meat. Christians have a maturing process they should be going through. Sadly, not all Christians have a desire for spiritual maturity. They are content to be spiritual babies when it comes to the oracles of God and learning the principles and truths for our lives from them. Just because you have been a Christian for a long time does not mean that you are a mature Christian. Are you growing in the Lord? Are you in growing in your knowledge and understanding of His Word? Do you desire to grow your knowledge and understanding of His Word? Are you stuck at the first level of spiritual growth, having to get the same basic lessons, the same basic sermons, and the same basic truths over and over and over again because you are not trying to grow in your spiritual life? The lack of spiritual growth in the life of a Christian is a very dangerous thing. It can lead you to live a life of foolishness. It can lead you to make dumb and dangerous decisions that can have drastic and life-altering consequences for you. The lack of spiritual maturity is sad and dangerous because there may be blessings to be enjoyed in Christ that only the mature or maturing Christian can truly understand and enjoy. The spiritual immature do not understand or grasp the incredible importance of their standing with Christ. Staying spiritually immature is dangerous in that it leaves those people wide open to falling for the wiles of the devil. The author of Hebrews was faced with a problem in these verses. He wanted to delve deeper about the order of Melchizedek and about other truths, but he simply could not due to his readers' lack of spiritual growth and their lack of spiritual maturity. So he thought it best to temporarily set aside the stronger meat of God's word and address this lack of spiritual maturity before he moved on to weightier matters of doctrine. So how about you? Are you a growing Christian? Are you a baby Christian? And do you care either way? First off, are you a baby Christian? Hebrews 5:11-13. Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. For everyone that useth milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness, for he is a babe. Are you a baby spiritually? Examine yourself. Think about it for a minute. Are you a baby spiritually? Or have you matured? And are you continuing to mature? Next, let's look at dull of hearing. This has the meaning of being slow to understand and slow to believe due to a lack of applying oneself to the understanding and to the comprehending of the subject matter. Dull of hearing. The writer of Hebrews tells us here that the Hebrews had become dull of hearing. This dullness of theirs prevented him, for the moment, going any deeper into the oracles of God. Matthew Henry had this to say about this passage. Dull hearers make the preaching of the gospel a difficult thing. Hard to be uttered or hard to explain. 
While the writer had things that were hard to explain, it was not so hard to explain that they would not have understood it if they had been maturing spiritually like they should have. Most Christians are not dull of hearing when they first get saved. They are usually like the Bereans in that they received the word with all readiness of mind and searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so, Acts 17, 11. Usually Christians when they're first saved are very enthusiastic, are very anxious, are wanting to learn, they're wanting to grow, they're wanting to get all they can, soak in all they can about the teaching of God. And then sometimes something happens and it just kind of gets put to the side. Some apathy starts setting in. Sadly, in many cases, this apathy sets in deeper and then they regress spiritually. Instead of maturing or instead of holding their own, they start regressing spiritually. They become babes once again in need of the milk of the word and not the strong meat of the word of God like they should be getting if they had kept their fire for spiritual things going like they should have. So how about you? Are you dull of hearing? Be honest with yourself. Are you dull of hearing? Okay, to find out, let's ask ourselves the following questions. First, is the Bible dull to you? You want to diagnose if you're dull of hearing? Answer these questions back in your mind. Is the Bible dull to you? The next one, are Bible lessons, Sunday school class, preaching, is that dull to you? Is the song service dull to you? Is praying, if you even do it, is that dull to you? Are your devotions, again, if you're doing them, are they dull to you? Are church activities a high priority for you, or do they seem dull to you? You have become dull of hearing if you answered yes to any of these questions. You have become dull of hearing. You may, you may also become easily misled in a direction away from church and in a direction contrary to the very teachings of God's Word that you have heard and learned. 2 Timothy 4, 3-4 says, For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers, having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. If you are dull of hearing, you need to make sure to get that right with God as soon as possible, for it is a very grievous sin to not care about the things of God. It's a terrible sin to not care about the things of God, terrible sin to be guilty of being dull of hearing for the things of God, for the teaching of God, for the preaching of God, for the reading of God's word, for praying to God. Very grievous sin to be guilty of that. Next, let's look at have need of milk. Are you needing the milk of the word when you should be onto the strong meat of the word? Milk is certainly needed for those who are babes in Christ. 1 Corinthians 3, 1-2, and, and I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are ye able. A diet of milk contains what is described as the first principles of the oracles of God. Are you just stuck at the very beginning of what you should be learning? You should be, getting, you should be growing in that knowledge. Your knowledge should be coming deeper and more textured. You should be growing. You should be moving on to the, the meat of the word. Or are you stuck with the milk? Are you stuck with just the very first principles of the oracles of God? What has your spiritual diet been lately? Has it been all milk? Have you digested anything spiritually lately at all? Are you getting the meat of God's word? Are you studying passages of scripture that challenge you, like the book of Hebrews? A diet of milk leaves one immature and one who is unskillful in the word of righteousness, the Bible tells us. You will never mature spiritually on a diet of milk alone. You will never mature spiritually if you become dull of hearing. Another question we're going to ask tonight, are you maturing? 
Hebrews 5.14, But strong meat belongeth to them that are of full age, even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. Are you maturing? If you are maturing in Christ, you will be progressing to the ability to teach others in some way, shape, or form. By this time, the Hebrews should have been able to teach others in some way, in some capacity. Hebrews 5.12 says, For when, for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again. They had time to grow in Christ. The natural response to maturing is to bear fruit. One way of bearing fruit in your life is to teach others. You can teach others by sharing your faith, speaking up for what the Bible says on certain topics, or literally teaching others truths from the Word of God. We cannot all teach in the formal sense. We're not all gifted that way. But we can all share the good news of hope that is within us. 1 Peter 3.15 But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Sanctify the Lord God in your hearts. Be ready to give that answer. Be ready to give that answer for that reason of hope that is in you. And how do you give that answer? You give that answer with meekness. And you give that answer with fear. And give that answer with respect. Are you able to teach others, either formally or informally? Are you able to share your faith with others and give that answer that 1 Peter 3.15 says we should be ready to give? If you cannot answer yes to these questions, perhaps you are not maturing in Christ like you should. Our spiritual diet should one day include the strong meat of the Word of God, just as a physical baby must progress past the milk stage and onto solid foods in order to mature, so too must the Christian progress from the milk of the Word, progress from the milk of the Word of God to the strong meat of the Word of God. We have to progress on to the strong meat of the Word of God in order to mature spiritually. So babes in Christ must go beyond the first principles of the oracles of God in order to mature. If our diet remains milk, only we will remain unskillful in the Word of Righteousness, and we will remain babes in Christ. Nothing is so sad as to remain a babe spiritually in Christ. Spiritual maturity brings with it the ability to discern right and wrong things. 1 Corinthians 2.14 says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolish un- foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. Spiritual maturity is therefore a necessity to live our life right for Christ. By reason of use, the Bible says, we learn to discern both good and evil. With clear examples learned from Scripture, we learn right from wrong. We learn all of this by using our Bible, by studying our Bible, by digging into our Bible like we should, by digging deep into the things of Scripture, we learn the ability to distinguish between good and evil. Spiritual maturity enables us to apply principles we have learned in a general sense from God's Word to specific situations we may face. Do you have this ability to discern? Spiritual immaturity lacks the ability to discern, while spiritual maturity brings with it the ability to discern. If you are spiritually immature, you will lack grounding and you will be easily knocked around in your spiritual life. Ephesians 4.14 says that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. No more children, no more children in the word of God, no more uh, immature spiritually. We need to grow up. We need to be adults in the word of God. We need to study it. We need to learn it. We need to live it like we should. Are you spiritually mature? Can you apply general principles you have learned from God's Word to specific situations you face 
or do you still require a specific rule or a thou shalt not to determine if something is right or wrong? If we are spiritually mature, we'll be able to determine the right and wrong in a situation by examining it by based on what we've learned, by based on our spiritual maturity. Do you care either way? We just learned about being immature in Christ and maturing in Christ. Do you care if you are a babe in Christ? Do you care to make sure you are maturing in your spiritual life? Revelations 3, 15 to 16. And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, These things saith the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither cold nor hot. I would neither thou wert cold or hot. So then because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Apathy. Not caring if we are a maturing Christian or a babe spiritually. Not caring if we are hot or cold for the things of Christ. Not caring about the things of Christ does not set well with him. Look at what he said about the church of Laodiceans. Are you a babe spiritually? Are you maturing spiritually? Do you care either way? If apathy describes your life, you're lukewarm about the things of God. And Jesus says he'll spew you out. You do not want to be lukewarm about the things of God. You want to be learning. You want to be aggressive. You want to be growing. You want to be searching. You want to be striving to grow in the things of God. We need to care. If you've lost your care about the things of God, you need to get that care back as quickly as possible. You need to make that right and start caring about the things of God like we should. So let's look at apathy defined. Apathy is a lack of feeling, a lack of emotion or interest and concern. Apathy is a state of indifference or suppression of emotion, suppression of emotions such as concern, suppressing excitement, motivation, lack of passion. An apathetic individual has an absence of interest or concern about emotional, social, spiritual, philosophical, physical life, and the world. The apathetic may lack a sense of purpose or meaning in their life. An apathetic person may also exhibit insensibilities or sluggishness. It is a terrible thing to be a Christian and be apathetic to the things of God. So what causes apathy? Materialism is a big cause of apathy. Having things you care about more than God, caring more about getting even more things, and caring more about getting even more than that. Caring about growing in your relationship to God. You don't care about anything. Like, you don't care about growing in your relationship to God. You just care about getting more and more things. Materialism is a big cause of apathy. Having things that we want, collecting up things we covet, can lead to apathy. Deuteronomy 8, 11-14, Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God, and not keeping his commandments, and his judgments, and his statutes, which I command thee this day, lest when thou hast eaten and art full, and hast built godly houses, and dwelt therein, when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, and thy silver and thy gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thine heart be lifted up, and thou forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. When all is well, when you are blessed materially, it is easy to become spiritually apathetic. So what cures apathy? And we look at two things. First, true repentance, brought about by godly sorrow for our sin, is a cure for apathy. 2 Corinthians 7, 9-10 Now I rejoice not that ye were made sorry, but that ye sorrowed to repentance. Sorrowed to repentance. For ye were made sorry after a godly manner, that ye might receive damage by us in nothing. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation, not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. True repentance manifested by our diligence, our fear of the Lord, and our true desire for the Lord, and to learn of him and to grow of grow in him is a cure for apathy. 
2 Corinthians 7, verse 11, For behold, this selfsame thing, that ye sorrowed after a godly sort, what carefulness it wrought in you, yea, what clearing of yourselves, yea, what indignation, yea, what fear, yea, what vehement desire, yea, what zeal, yea, what revenge. In all things ye have approved yourselves to be clear in this matter. True repentance that is produced by and learned from the word of God helps to cure apathy. Deuteronomy 31, 10 to 13. And Moses commanded them, saying, At the end of every seven years, in the solemnity of the year of release, in the feast of tabernacles, when all Israel's come to appear before the Lord thy God, in the place which he shall choose, thou shalt read this law before all Israel in their hearing. Gather the people together, men and women and children, and thy stranger that is within thy gates, that they may hear, that they may learn, and fear the Lord your God, and observe to do all of the words of this law. Observe to do all of the words of this law, and that their children, which have not known anything, may hear and learn to fear the Lord your God, as long as ye live in a land whether ye go over Jordan to possess it. True repentance is a cure for apathy. The second thing we're going to look at, what cures apathy? True religion. Many are apathetic because they are not truly saved. Perhaps you're apathetic because your salvation is not a real salvation. Perhaps you can quote the Lord's Prayer. Perhaps you can quote the Romans Road. Perhaps you even led people to the Lord. But is your salvation real? Have you honestly been saved? Have you honestly, sincerely trusted Jesus Christ for your Savior? Perhaps you're not saved. Perhaps you need to be converted to Christ. If you are not, that will definitely cure that apathy. Ephesians 2, 7-9 that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace and his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith, and that not of yourselves it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. True religion or true salvation offers living water that truly satisfies the soul and the spirit. Also getting our satisfaction from the things of God and not from the things of man helps to cure apathy. John 4, 13-14 Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting. True religion that comes by knowing and abiding in the word is what the apathetic person needs. John 8, 31-32 Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Notice what he said, if you are his disciples indeed, the condition on that. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. Now this is the condition to know if you're a disciple indeed. If ye continue in my word, then ye are my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Well, Jesus is the truth, and Jesus is the word. And he's telling us, if you continue in my word, if you continue in the Bible, if you continue living in Christ... If you set that, you have that as an evident example of your life, of your testimony, you're continuing in the word, then you will know the truth because the truth is Jesus. The truth is the word of God. You'll know the truth and that truth will make you free. You won't have that bondage to sin. You won't be have those chains of sin around you. If you truly are saved, you will have a reflection of continuing in God's word in your life. You'll have a reflection of chasing the truth. You'll have a reflection of knowing the truth. And that, in turn, will make you free and demonstrate that you are free, that you are saved. So in conclusion, there are more indicators of spiritual immaturity than those that we studied. The four we looked at were dullness of hearing, the inability to teach others and tell others of Christ, 
or give that answer for the hope that lives in you. A diet of milk only and the inability to always discern the right and wrong in a situation. These four things we looked at, if found in a Christian life, should serve as warning signs to that Christian that something is wrong with them spiritually. The lack of spiritual growth in the life of the Christian is a very dangerous thing. It can lead you to live a life of foolishness. It can lead you to make dumb and dangerous decisions that can have drastic and life-altering consequences for you. Most Christians are not dull of hearing when they first get saved. They usually are like the Bereans, but then sadly in many cases apathy begins to set in. They then regress spiritually, becomes babe once again in, the, in need of the milk of the word and not strong meat. If you truly are maturing in Christ, you should be progressing to the ability to teach others in some way, shape, or form and not stagnating or regressing in your spiritual walk in life. And we also looked at apathy. Apathy, when it boils down to it, is based on an ignorance of God's word, either willful ignorance or an ignorance as a result of our laziness in the reading of his word, combined with our laziness in our devotions, and all that combined with materialism. So what can cure apathy? The true experiential knowledge of Jesus Christ as your Savior is the most needed of all in the curing of apathy. You also need to commit yourself and disciple yourself to the reading and meditating on the Word of God. If you let it in, it will burn a fire within you, leading you to live a life of growing in the knowledge, work, and joy of the Lord. Luke 24:32. And they said one to another, Did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us by the way, and while he opened to us the Scriptures? And Galatians 5:22 to 23 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law.